0: What's happening, everybody? On today's show, we're going to run through our winners of the weekend from SEC Week 7. We had some big winners in Tennessee, Kentucky, Ole Miss, and LSU. Who depressed in Week 7? Well, you can probably guess. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at lockedonsec.com. Let's jump into it. Let's get to our winners of the weekend. And now, your winners of the weekend. Real winners win. You never- you never- We start with the Tennessee Volunteers. 15 years of anguish and pain came crashing down on Saturday night in Knoxville as Josh Heupel's Tennessee Vols upset the number three-ranked Alabama Crimson Tide, 52-49 to in what was a crazy shootout type of game. Uh, final minutes looked a little hairy there for the Vols, but Chase McGrath makes a 40-yard field goal as time expires. Fireworks exploded around Neyland Stadium. Everything glowed orange. The PA blared Rocky Top, followed by Dixieland Delight. As fans rushed to the field, the goalposts came down. Cigars were lit up. The Vols had not beaten a top-ten team since 2006 versus Georgia. They had never beaten Nick Saban since he's been the coach at Alabama. They had not scored 21 points against Alabama since 2003, They had 21 points in the first quarter in this one, and they did it without two of their better players. Wide receiver Cedric Tillman was still out. Safety Jalen McCullough was out. Uh, Hendon Hooker, he threw for 385 yards and five touchdowns, all of them, to Jalen Hyatt, who is our other winner of the weekend. Jalen Hyatt in this one with uh, six catches, 207 yards, and five touchdowns, a Tennessee school record. His fifth touchdown touchdown, Catch uh, tied the game at 49 with 3.26 to play. He came up huge. We talked about it a week ago, you know, how he and Rue McCoy really stepped up in the absence of Cedric Tillman these past couple weeks, and boy, did they do so in this game. Crazy to think what it would have looked like had Cedric Tillman played, but the offense absolutely on fire, and what a big win for the Tennessee Volunteers to finally get that monkey off their back and beat Alabama By the way, the SEC announced on Sunday that they fined Tennessee $100,000 for violating the league's access to the field policy because the fans stormed the field. I get why they do this, and you got to consider everybody's safety, but it just seems so excessive. Like, most people kind of looking at this were going, why? You know, if there were massive injuries and people were getting hurt and banged up, I get it. I almost wonder, maybe make it a rule. If everyone storms the field and celebrates and nobody gets seriously hurt, and a fine isn't necessary. I, again, if it's all in the, sa- the the interest of public safety, just does not seem um, to be necessary. But, hey, the school president even said, hey, no big deal. Now, I did say a post that uh, some people were asking, hey, uh, Tennessee, we've got to get some goalposts back for uh, next weekend. So maybe we should be asking for uh, some money to get those goalposts back up. But cool to see that they took them down and took them all the way into the river And uh, what a big win for Tennessee. Another winner of the weekend from this game. Now, look, I know he lost the game, but I'm showing some love for Bryce Young, who played his first game back after leaving that Arkansas game a couple weeks ago with an injury, 35 for 52 for 455 yards and two touchdowns. Even despite falling behind early, Bryce Young stayed poised under pressure, delivered strike after strike to his receivers, connected with nine different targets, Uh, Took Alabama right down the field to set him up for the game-winning field goal in the final minute. But, well, Reichard missed it. Not his fault, but it was Bryce Young's second-highest passing total of his career. Second only behind his 559 he threw against Arkansas last season. And the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, he is still having a very nice season, completing 67% of his passes, over 1,600 passing yards, 16 touchdowns, just three interceptions. As long as Bryce Young keeps playing at a high level, he is going to give Alabama a chance to win out. Still some very tough games left in the schedule. They host Mississippi State this weekend, and they have road trips at LSU and at Ole Miss. Not going to be easy, but still a good chance to win out, get to Atlanta, play for an SEC title game. And as we know, they get there, and whether it's playing a really good Georgia team or a rematch with the same Tennessee team, you can bet Nick Saban's going to have a different game plan if they face this false team again next time around. And, of course, you know, if you want to place your bets, probably, uh, you know, not a bad bet to say, yeah, Alabama wins out. They're going to beat whoever in the SEC title game. They're going to find a way into the playoff because it's what they do. It just happens. Even when they lose a game, they somehow respond. But let's see. There's still a lot of tough challenges Left ahead on the schedule for Alabama. Another winner of the weekend. How about the Georgia defense? Say what you want about how they looked against Kent State and Mizzou a couple weeks ago. But these past two weeks against Auburn and Vanderbilt, two SEC opponents. The Georgia defense has gotten back to dominating. Kirby Smart's bunch held Vanderbilt to just 150 total yards of offense. Freshman quarterback A.J. Swan threw for just 105 yards. Vandy ran the ball. 23 times for just 45 yards. They had just one sack on the day from Nolan Smith. Christopher Smith had a handful of tackles and a recovered fumble. It was nothing fancy. It was just dominant football. The Bulldogs won 55 to nothing. It was their second shutout of the season after they blanked Samford back in week two. And Georgia is back to allowing just 9.1 points per game on the season. That's the best in the SEC. It's number two in the country behind Illinois and they get a bye week off before they play Florida in the cocktail party down in Jacksonville, and then all eyes will be on that November 5th game when Georgia will host Tennessee, most likely the SEC light uh, SEC East on the line that game between the hedges, and by the way, if you're just starting to look for tickets on the secondary market for that game, already going for $500 and up, so uh, you may want to know somebody if you want to go see Georgia-Tennessee this year, but – Congrats to Georgia. Nice dominating win and their defense. Uh, looks to be dominant as they always are. Another winner of the weekend. How about the Ole Miss run game? Auburn actually put up a pretty good fight in this one. But Ole Miss beat Auburn 48-34. to The Rebels run game. They just keep kicking butt and taking names as they rush 69 times for 448 yards on the ground. It's just the fourth time. An SEC West team rushed for that many yards versus an SEC West team this century. That's that from our buddy Nick Suss. The 69 rushing attempts are the most for a team in a conference game since 2010. Their rushing yards were the most in an SEC game since 1979. And the Rebels are still the best rushing team in the SEC this season. They are third in the entire country behind, of course, run heavy teams in Air Force and Army. And Ole Miss is averaging 271 rushing yards a game. They average over 500 yards of total offense per game. Quinshawn Judkins, still second in the SEC in rushing, 720 rushing yards right behind Rocket Sanders. And Zach Evans, fourth in the SEC with 605 rushing yards behind Jameer Gibbs. So they have two of the top four rushers in the SEC this year. They are an unstoppable force. First time since 1976, the Rebels had three 100-yard rushers in a game. Uh, Jackson Dart also rushed for over 100 yards this week. And now Ole Miss 7-0, their best start by any Ole Miss team since 1962. However, the Rebels' schedule starts to get very tough. Here's what their last five games looks like. They're at LSU this week. Then they're at Texas A&M and they're home for Alabama, then they're at Arkansas, and then you get the Egg Bowl. All five of those games are tough. All five of those games, losable games for Ole Miss. I don't think they lose all five, but certainly this is the meat of the schedule. This is, uh, you know, after you cruise by the Georgia Techs and the Tulsas and the Central Arkansas earlier in the year, this is where the schedule really starts to get tough. Now, if Ole Miss can keep doing what they're doing, dominant run game and Jackson Dart making some throws, they're going to win a lot of these games and they're going to have a very nice Back-to-back uh, seasons, you know, possible ten-win seasons with uh, Lane Kiffin at the helm, and uh, that would certainly be exciting. All right, we'll get to some more winners of the weekend in just a second, as we had a lot of folks impressing over the weekend. But first, want to remind you about our friends over at Simply Safe. Look, the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over four million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. It's Simply Safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because we use Simply Safe in our house, protect us with a cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. We love it because, look, whenever you uh, get an alert, um, it's 24 7 monitoring. Uh, the agent will call you. They will uh, contact the tech support staff uh, whenever they need, you know, if you have something wrong, professional monitoring 24-7. Their agent's always there for you when a threat is detected, and they will dispatch police or first responders in an emergency. They use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real, so you get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes. At simplysafe.com slash college. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system, when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free, visit SimplySafe.com/slash locked college to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Continuing on here on Locked On SEC as we recap SEC Week 7, and we got some more winners of the weekend. So next up, we head back out onto the gridiron and we find Chris Rodriguez in a game where Nobody was really giving Kentucky a chance last week. It was Chris Rodriguez that led the way for the Wildcats in a 27-17 win over Mississippi State. He ran the ball 30 times for 196 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns, and Kentucky snapped their two-game losing streak. That Kentucky defense also did their job, limited Will Rogers, shut down the Bulldogs' run game, but it was Chris Rodriguez who helped Kentucky keep moving the chains, eat up clock, and earn the win to improve to 5-2 and two on the season. In his three games since he came back to the team, Chris Rodriguez has rushed 71 times for almost 400 rushing yards. When he's running well, he can help take that pressure off of Will Levis and help the Wildcats be more balanced. So next up for Kentucky, they get a bye week this week before they head out to Knoxville. Man, that's going to be a monster challenge in taking on the Tennessee Vols up there, but... Certainly one that Kentucky can hang in it if their defense plays like they did this past week. And if that run game is dominating with Rodriguez and company, they will uh, have a chance. Another winner of the weekend. How about down in the swamp, Jaden Daniels. What in the world was that, Jaden Daniels? Remember two weeks ago when Jaden Daniels seemed scared to throw the ball down the field against Tennessee? Well, down in the swamp on Saturday, we saw a very different Jaden Daniels as he combined for six total touchdowns in a 45-35 win over the Florida Gators. Jaden Daniels was 23 for 32 passing for 349 yards, three passing touchdowns, and then added 14 carries for 44 yards and three rushing touchdowns. Florida's defense has got some issues. Don't get me wrong, but man, if Jaden Daniels can play like that more moving forward, 5-2 Five and two LSU is going to be a very dangerous team for folks. And when you look at his numbers, Jaden Daniels now sixth in the SEC in passing yards, eleventh in total rushing touchdowns, or, or total rushing yards, first among all quarterbacks in rushing yards. And he has sixteen total touchdowns on the year. He has really started to find his groove in that LSU offense. And again. How does he respond? Is this passing game now here to stay? Is he more comfortable in this system? And we're going to see more of this Jaden Daniels moving forward, or will he regress? And we'll see more of what we saw, you know, where he struggled that first half against Florida State and against Mississippi State and against Auburn and, you know, against Tennessee in that entire game. So I don't know, but I know that was a very good Jaden Daniels in the swamp, and he deserves to be one of our winners of the weekend. Another winner of the weekend K.J. Jefferson. It was nice to see him back. It was an odd midseason non-conference road game going up to BYU against a pretty good BYU team, but the Arkansas Razorbacks used a 24-point second quarter to put away the Cougars winning 52-35, but a big reason was the return of K.J. Jefferson, who bounced back in a big way, throwing for 367 yards and five touchdowns while also adding 32 rushing yards Rocket Sanders, the SEC leading rusher, continued to dominate with 15 carries for 175 yards and two scores. Jefferson connected with Matt Landers on three different touchdown passes. It was much needed as the Hogs snapped their three-game losing streak and got back to 4-3 and three on the season. Next up for Arkansas, it is a bye week before they head on the road at Auburn coming up on the 29th. But welcome back, KJ Jefferson. Much needed. And then Arkansas offense started to look more like they should. Lastly, our last winner of the weekend. After Tank Bigsby in here, I know it was a loss, but Bigsby led Auburn with 179 yards on 20 carries with a touchdown. Like I said, albeit in a loss, it was the first time since week one against Mercer that we really saw Tank Bigsby look like Tank Bigsby. It was just his second 100-yard rushing game of the season. And this past weekend, Bigsby had more rushing yards in this one game than he had in his previous four games combined. That tells you how Brian Harson has continued to misuse, I guess, underutilize a weapon like Tank Bigsby, but it is a positive sign for a guy like Tank Bigsby that we thought would be among the SEC leaders in rushing this year. He has really been stymied much of the year, but he's now seventh in the conference and rushing yards behind Devon A-Chain at AM. Can we see more of this? Tank Biggs be moving forward. Maybe Auburn will continue to be competitive, kind of like they were this past week. But uh, more to come on that. All right, thank you guys again for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll get to our disappointed, our depressed of Week 7 in the SEC. You don't want to miss that. That's coming your way in just a second. But first want to remind you guys, BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting throughout the season. If you haven't been there yet, what are you waiting on? Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth articles, and analysis on every game you can find over at BetOnline. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information. they got live betting, up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there, the fastest and easiest way for you to check in on all your favorite games and events, including College football, NFL, every sport that got you covered there. Head on over to betonline.net. You could do so on your mobile device and learn more. I always tell you guys, pull it up on your cell phone. It should be the first place you check every day before you make any wagering decisions, particularly on game days. On Saturdays, it's the spot you want to be checking to get all the latest information. And it is BetOnline, and it is where the game starts. Final segment here on Locked On SEC, and we've done all of our winners of the weekend. We've had a lot of them, but now we got to get to who depressed this week, and we got to start with the Alabama defense. Look, it was not great for Alabama. We know Hendon Hooker is special, and that up tempo offense for Tennessee is really good. But what happened to this Alabama defense that some people were saying before the season, this could be one of the best in recent years. You got Will Anderson back. You got Dallas Turner. You got all these big-time pieces. One sack in this game. That came from big DJ Dale. Dallas Turner, he did recover that fumble, returned it for a score. DeMarco Hellams, he uh, came up with Hendon Hooker's first interception of the season. Kool-Aid McKinstry had the second one but it was negated by a pass interference call late in this game. The Vols, 567 total yards of offense, and the 52 points allowed by Alabama were the most allowed in a game in the Nick Saban era in Tuscaloosa. It was the most allowed by the Crimson Tide since giving up 54 points to Sewanee back in 1907. We're having to go back over a 100 years ago. That's how bad this Alabama defense was on Saturday. It's tied used to their past defense being a strength and forcing turnovers. Alabama has just three interceptions on the season. That is 12th in the SEC. Interceptions aren't all the stats, but we're used to Alabama being a leader in that statistic. And again, not getting the turnovers. Where's Eli Ricks? Where's all the big-time playmakers in that secondary that we were expecting to uh, really shore up and and take away some of the big receivers that they would face? Did not see it this past weekend. Another depressed of the weekend. How about the Florida defense? I still think there are some guys on Florida's defense playing hard. Ventrell Miller, he hit a monster game against LSU, led him in tackles. But the rest of the guys, it was ugly as the Gators gave up 45 points and over 500 yards of offense in their lost to LSU. A week after playing Missouri pretty well defensively, forced a couple turnovers, they had no answer for Jaden Daniels as the Gators gave up the most points all season long. Their third down defense is dead last in the country, ranking 131st. LSU was 8-for-12 on third downs on Saturday and a perfect 2-for-2 two two on fourth downs. They have got to figure out how to get this defense playing better. Next up, they get a bye week before the big rivalry game against Georgia coming up on the 29th. Another depress of the weekend. I put the Auburn defense in here. We talked about the the record rushing numbers that Ole Miss put up this past weekend, but that's now back-to-back weeks that Auburn's defense allowed over 40 points in a game. It's the third time they've done it this season. They did it to Penn State earlier in the year. And for knowing Brian Harson is potentially on the hot seat, his DC Jeff Schmetting is just not getting the, d- the job done right now with this defense. According to ESPN's Pete Thamble, though, the Tigers' ongoing search for an athletic director has caused there to be, quote, less urgency to make a decision on Brian Harson's future as the head coach. A lot of people thought, heck, we thought by today we'd be talking about Brian Harson being fired. Sounds like they're going to maybe wait a little bit and uh, make a decision on who the new athletic director is. And let that person make the call on, all right, are we getting rid of Harson? and are you hiring your guy? We'll see what happens in the coming days, two weeks. But that's where we are right now. Brian Harson, at least at the time of this recording, still the head coach at Auburn. Another deep press of the weekend. I got Will Rogers at Mississippi State. Look, just a week ago, Will Rogers torched Arkansas. This Kentucky defense this past weekend did a solid job of limiting Will Rogers. They held him to just 203 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. It was Rogers' lowest output of the season, even worse than his 214 uh, passing yards he had at LSU in the loss earlier this year. It's as simple to say this. When Will Rogers is dominating in the passing game, Mississippi State's winning games. When he's not, they're finding themselves with a loss. They fell to Kentucky 27-17. LSU held them to just 16 points in that loss earlier in the year. In their five wins, they scored 39 points or more. So, look, if you're being held in the teens, state's losing. If you're getting in the 30s, they're winning those games. You got to wonder if Kentucky maybe reached out to Matt House, who used to coach there and obviously uh, limited Rodgers in that game in Baton Rouge a few weeks ago. Maybe they took some things away from uh, that game film. But next up for Mississippi State, they head to Tuscaloosa. No time uh, to, you know, sit back and relax. You are playing a wounded Alabama team that is very hungry to get back into the win column. So that is going to be difficult. And then lastly, our last deep press of the weekend. I threw Vandy's offense in here. Look, I want to keep ex- expectations reasonable for Vanderbilt because we know what they're up against, and we gave them their praises earlier in the season when they started three and one. Nobody thought they'd get to the three wins. But these last three games blow out losses in the SEC where they gave up 55, 52, and 55 points. Clark Lee has got to start recruiting hard and look at that transfer portal and try to get some dogs in there because Vandy's just not competitive in the SEC right now. Next up, they will head to Missouri this weekend. That's one they can be competitive in. Maybe they can find a way to win that one. But the Vandy offense, zero points in their game against uh, vanderbilt and then the defense or uh, against Georgia, and then the defense just giving up points in the 50s not gonna get it done all right that is gonna do it for this edition of locked on sec thank you guys so much for making locked on sec your first listen every day now go you make your second listen check out some of our other great podcasts on the locked on podcast network covering your team every day whether it's locked on auburn locked on Ole miss locked on florida locked on bama lsu whatever it is Go uh, subscribe and uh, give them a listen. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. special guest going to be joining us this week. Ole Miss safety A.J. Finley going to join us. You don't want to miss that as we'll talk about the 7-0 and Ole Miss Rebels with him. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.